In this edition of Locked On Capitals, your Washington Capitals fall to the Florida Panthers by a score of 5-2. to two. Let's talk about that game next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this postcast edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen or view of the day. Yes, this podcast is also available in video form, so head on over to YouTube and check it out. And when you're on YouTube, make sure and hit that subscribe button. And if you like the videos, give it a thumbs up. It really helps grow the channel. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at LockedOnCaps. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we will talk about how the Capitals come up short yet once again This time to the Florida Panthers, they've got to play a complete game. We'll talk about that in the show. Then we will talk about the power play and how it has been most ineffective lately. How do they change that? And then despite the poor play of the Washington Capitals, Darcy Kemper kept the Capitals in the game for the most part. But just to get it going here, your Washington Capitals do in fact fall again this time to the Florida Panthers by a score of 5-2. to two. They've got to find a way to win games on a more consistent basis, day in and day out. It kind of, you know, it reminds me of last year at, at certain aspects of it, you know, when you had um, Sam Sonoff or Vanacek in there, and you knew, you know, depending on which goalie it was going to be in there, you knew, that, you know, there was a good chance it could be a negative outcome. This time, this season, it's not about the net minding. The net minding is the saving grace of the Capitals team. And you might be saying, Dan, what are you talking about? The Capitals are losing all these games. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for Darcy Kemper primarily or Charlie Lindgren, the Capitals would be losing these games by much larger margins. Darcy Kemper stopped 38 of 42 shots. And you know what the first goal uh, I would say was a soft goal. I'm not, you know, giving Darcy Kemper a pass on everything, but if you just take a look at his stats, he is one of the best goalies. And Darcy Kemper and Charlie Lingren are one of the best goalie tandems in the NHL, despite the poor play of the defense and everyone else around him. You know, what comes to mind to me in this game was Faravari you know, kind of, you know, playing half cocked out there and coughed up the puck that led to a scoring opportunity. The Panthers didn't score on that particular play, but it just doesn't seem like they care. Um, and, you know, it's it's this team, like I talked about in the last few episodes, is lacking an identity. Who are they? They can pick up a big win, you know, the first game against the Lightning. They can pick up a win against Edmonton, but they can't do it on a consistent basis. This is not the formula for a winning team. This is not the formula for a winning hockey team. They've got to find a way to win on a consistent basis. Uh, The Capitals did put on more pressure in the third period, 
but ultimately it was, you know, what I've talked about and what all, everyone talks about, it's not playing a full hockey game. You can't pour it on in one period and then turn it off in the other two periods and expect to win. It's just not a formula for success. One of the things that John Carlson had spoke of is he said that we can beat any team any night we want. It's quite a proclamation to make because I don't see that evident out there. I don't see that you can beat any team any night you want. If you if you can, in fact, do that, prove it. Show it to me that you can do it. You know, we can talk every night on this podcast about the myriad of injuries um, that are on this team, but there is certain systemic problems on this team that are far greater than the injuries on this team. It has to do with systems and just how they're drawing up plays, and it has to do with the players buying into what the coaching staff is telling them. You know, just was the most evident thing for me in the game tonight was just the look on Faravari's face when he just kind of coughed up the puck and was just like, whoops, whoops. You know, that's not how you're going to win hockey games. I don't know what you have to do to light a fire under these guys so they start winning on a more consistent basis because what we have seen so far is just that, inconsistent. The Capitals did start this game off to, you know, a great start where Anthony Mantha, you know, hit it and it knocked off the crossbar. And I thought that is a good sign for this Capitals team. They are going in the right direction. That was pretty much the only highlight of this game. There was a goal, two goals. There was one by Dylan Strom and John Carlson. And, you know, the Dylan Strom goal in particular was a very, you know, it was a sweet goal to watch. I mean, that was, you know, there was brief glimpses of greatness, but uh, the negativity kind of overshadowed any of that. And I don't want to be doom and gloom, but, you know, like I talked about in another podcast, I'm not going to tell you this team is great if I don't believe they are. And what I saw on the ice tonight is not greatness. And you want to know what's troubling for me is that how this inconsistency, this poor play just kind of keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. It's not coming to an end. We just keep it seeing happen in game in, game out. And to a certain extent, you got to start thinking to yourself, and I know I said I wasn't going to do this, but I know what everyone's thinking. Peter Lavulette, he is the guy that's running this team. He is the boss of this team, if you will. And, you know, to a certain extent, you got to think that, you know, Ted Leonsis and Brian McClellan, they're probably starting thinking to themselves, what's going on with his Caps team? You know, they probably have coffee together in the mornings and talk about the team and what's going right and what's going wrong. Got to think to a certain extent that some of those conversations have to do with Peter Laviolette and his coaching staff. Again, I don't want to go there. I really, really don't want to go there. But I know that that's what the fans are thinking. Um, you know, when the team's not buying in, when the coach loses the locker room, so to so to say, that's when things kind of go in a bad direction. And I know that we like to pull out our excuse pad and say, well, this guy's injured and that guy's, I get that. But even if you have Tom Wilson back, even if you have TJ Oshie and Dimitri Orloff back, you know, the, the, the defense is pretty much intact except for Dimitri Orloff. I mean, think about it. We got John Carlson back. It has to do with the systems that are in place that worry me because it's not just about the players that are on the ice. It is how they're playing the game. That is what's worrisome to me. They've got to find a way to figure it out. That is the biggest thing going forward. If they want any chance at making any push 
into the postseason, we oftentimes want to get ahead of ourselves and say, you know, we want to make it past the first round. I want this team to make it to the playoffs, period. And, uh, you know, like I talked about, and I talked about with Matt Wyrick, it's not all doom and gloom. It is a bit of sensationalism here going on. But, you know, it's that negative feeling as a fan at the end of another poor game that your mind kind of starts going in that direction. I know that, you know, the Metro, they're not out of it by any stretch. It's still early in the season. I get that. You know, I don't want to hear about, you know, it's, you know, it's so early in the year, you can't be talking like this. I know, and I'm not trying to be negative, but it's hard not to take that negative spin when you watch this team underperform on a night in and night out basis. There's not a lot of, you know, rays of hope that are shining down there. We still have Ovechkin out there. We still have Darcy Kemper out there. We still have these huge players out there. They're just underperforming. And, you know, as these players come back, if we're waiting for Tom Wilson to come back and we're waiting for TJ Oshin, Dimitri Orloff, if we're waiting for those guys to come back to start winning, I mean, they're going to be way down to the bottom of the uh, bottom of the division. And then what do you do? If you're on the bottom of the Metro division, then you're constantly trying to to fight your way up. And that's not um, an ideal uh, spot to be in. So the Caps have got to hope uh, that they can find a way to turn it around before, you know, it gets too late here and it gets too far um, out of hand. All right, so after the break here, we will talk a little bit more about the game and what they need to fix. We'll talk about that next. Can we pause the pod for a second? Okay, we're paused. Great, because you got to try this. I'm talking about Built Bar's new Reimagined Flavors Cookie Dough Topper, Cookie Brownie Bar, Cookie Brownie Topper. White chocolate peppermint granola, it's built to take on the granola bar, so it's more filling and still insanely tasty. And candy cane brownie puff, built bars are biting into the universe's most delicious cloud. First off, for anyone who hasn't tried built bars before, they're literally the best tasting protein bars ever built. They're revolutionizing nutrition as we know it with 100% real chocolate, 17 grams of protein, and shockingly low sugar and calories, only 130 just sink your teeth into that first bite and it'll change your life forever. I'm not kidding. There will be a time before you try these new Built Bars and the magical, wonder to- wonderful time afterwards. You're probably wondering which new flavor is my favorite. Un- unanswerable question to say the least. They're all unbelievable and they're all so different. So you can order a mix box and try all five flavors for yourself. Built, you got to try this. They send them to my house and my family loves them. I think you'll love them too. Get 15% off your order right now by using promo code LOCKEDON15 at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, where it's your team every day. In this episode, we're talking about what needs to change for the Capitals. Things do need to change in a hurry. And the biggest thing, it's not getting that one-off win. You know, that first win against the Lightning. Everyone was riding a high and saying, we fixed it. But then Sunday came and again, that happened again. So tonight, same thing. Tuesday night, they play 
they play the Florida Panthers. Guess what happens? Another poor game. What do they do to win on a consistent basis? Um, you know, it's a tough thing. And, you know, I don't want to I don't want to take a negative spin every podcast here, but I am just telling you what I saw out there. On November 7th, the Capitals scored four power play goals in a 5-4 to four win over the Edmonton Oilers. They have gone 0-21 for 21 since, more than doubling up their previous longest power play drought of the season after being uh, beginning the year 0-9. for 9. Washington generated plenty of chances Tuesday, firing off 14 shots on goal across 10 of ice time on the power play, yet... Uh, has been inconsistent theme on the offense. The Capitals struggled to finish plays even at a night when Bobrovsky looked shaky at times. They've endured this skid despite getting defenseman John Carlson back in Friday's game against the Lightning. Carlson reprised his role of playing the point on the top power play unit, knocking defenseman Eric Gustafson down to the second unit, writes NBC Sports Washington. While Carlson's strong passing has set up many Alex Ovechkin one-timers over the years, the duo hasn't made the connection well enough to find the back of the net since he came off injured reserve. Um, So, you know, they tried to, there is some positivity, you know, you put Sonny Milano on the top line, you know, I didn't see anything really pop off the page, but I do think, you know, in theory, it seemed like a good thing. Strom and Carlson uh, getting some good uh, scoring there. The Capitals first goal of the night came off the stick of Dylan Strom during a four on four situation in the second period. Strom received a pass from the winger Joe Snively as he entered the zone and found a window firing a shot from just above the left circle to beat Bobrovsky. Kemper kept it. You know, and this is the biggest thing. You know, this is a short podcast. This is a postcast. The Kemper did keep the Capitals in it. Another night, another game in which Darcy Kemper did everything within his power to keep the Capitals within striking distance. Washington skaters were unable to to prevent Florida from applying consistent pressure on Kemper, firing 43 shots with 15 high danger chances that's what i'm talking about here guys you know before we want to blame the goalie it's not a lot of people you know most people that listen to this podcast they're hockey fans you know they're not new to the game so i'm but there is on uh, there on occasion i do hear people say well how are you why are you saying the goalie's doing a good job they're losing the game well if you're a fan of hockey you know that you know the goalie is just as good as the defense in front of them and you know sometimes it's quite horrible and darcy kemper is keeping the Capitals in the game. When Charlie Lindgren plays, he is keeping the Caps in the game. You know, you got to get that scoring touch out there. You got to have a stout defense in front of the goalie if you're going to make any grounds uh, going forward. So that's my assessment. I'm hoping for bigger and better things as they take on the Blues Thursday, despite the poor play today. I'm not going to dwell on this. I trust that the Capitals coaching staff is working on rectifying the situation. I know that they're going to go over game film with the team and uh, I'm going into Thursday night's game against St. Louis positive. Yes. Despite what you've heard in this podcast, that's not necessarily, you know, a happy go lucky podcast. I'm just kind of telling you what happened in the game. There's not a lot of happy go lucky going on. I don't think you guys want that podcast. Do you, do you want a podcast where the team plays horribly? And I tell you everything they did, right. There wasn't a lot that went right. Otherwise, I'd tell you about it. But in any case, on Thursday night, they take on the Blues. And I'm going into that with a positive outlook, thinking that hopefully 
uh, between tonight and Thursday night when they play the Blues. They've you know gone over some plays. They've looked at the film. They've addressed the situation. They've taken the lineup and you know the deep pairings and the lines and shook them up in a blender. And all of a sudden, we're going to find out this player's here and that player's there, and poof, it's magic. I really hope that's the case. That's all I can do at this point because you know if you're going to continually have a negative outlook on it, then you know it's going to be a negative season. I'm hoping that you know this team has a pedigree of winning. You know, you know, despite the fact that they haven't gone past the first round in quite some time, they at least make it to the playoffs. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking as poor of how they're playing now, you know, they're going to play better. It reminds me once again, I'll never forget it. Caps, Penguins, you know, a 24-7 Caps, Penguins, Road to the Winter Classic. The narrator said, a team is never as bad as it is at its lowest point. They're never as great as they are at their greatest point. Something to think about there. So what, you know, what does that mean exactly? It means that, you know, despite how poor they're playing right now, it's not as bad as it appears. There is some good things in there. Got to look at the good. Darcy Kemper and, you know, uh, Alex Ovechkin, when he's engaged, there is some good. We need to to concentrate on that and hope that uh, the rest of the negativity takes care of itself because that's ultimately really all we can hope for um, as fans. So going forward, hoping for a big win against the Blues on Thursday. Thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Catch up with the biggest stories of the day in sports, plus get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day Locked on Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked on Capitals, where it's your team every day. My name is Dan Holney, and I'll talk to you again next time.